Hello, and welcome back to this podcast series, where we are, at the minute, asking what's the point of different bits of pharmacy. And this time is the turn of the excitingly named Virtual Ward Pharmacist, which conjures up images of holographic projections of staff and Blade Runner-style setups. Though knowing the NHS, it would be more likely to consist of people apologising on Microsoft Teams that things aren't working as they're still on Windows XP and their laptop's camera has been disabled by information governance. So I can only imagine your disappointment when you find out that it's not actually the pharmacist that's virtual, but the ward. The pharmacist is actually a real-life human, and because it's a real-life human, I got to quiz them on what they actually do, and why. So thanks to Chris from a virtual ward somewhere in Yorkshire. So first off, what is a virtual ward? With the new NHS and all the innovation that's going on, it's sometimes difficult to tell the difference between all the different varieties of services and they can all seem to have grey boundaries as they blend into each other. Home care, extended access, outreach, enhanced GP services and the like. However, a virtual ward is a specific thing in the world of NHS England. And that thing is pretty much what it says. Like a hospital ward, patients are admitted to and discharged from a virtual ward according to specific criteria and whilst there, they are under the care of a specific clinician and team of healthcare professionals. The difference is that, rather than bringing all the patients together physically in a hospital ward, the patients get to stay in their homes, and the healthcare professionals then either visit them or look after them remotely. This has the advantage for the patient of being able to stay at home while still getting that more intensive care that they need for a short period. And the advantage to the accountants is that NHS real estate isn't being taken up by sick people. So that's it. It's essentially a time-limited admission into a service while staying in your own home where you can get therapeutic input or monitoring until your health improves to a level where you can be discharged. They therefore can be placed at either end of the hospital spectrum. You might have a virtual ward that takes patients who have an acute worsening of health in the community, so preventing a hospital admission. Or you might have one at the other end, taking patients who have been discharged from a physical ward because they don't need that intensive input still, but would still benefit from enhanced care through the rehabilitation phase, so helping them get back to their normal lives. Because of the remote care that's provided, patients tend to need to be in need of less intensive input by the healthcare team, rather than a nurse being just round the corner on a physical ward. And some technology tends to be involved as well, whether that's to provide remote monitoring or to communicate with healthcare professionals who aren't physically there, which is actually a bit Blade Runnery, but hopefully not too Logan's runny. But in many cases, the emphasis is still on old traditional seeing people in real life. So that's a virtual ward. So now onto the virtual ward pharmacist. What's the point of them? Well, they do quite a lot of what a ward pharmacy team would do, as in their purpose is the same make sure that the patient is getting the right medicines for them and that they understand what they're doing with them. However, the setting is different, so some of the activity and some of the focus is also different. Now, caveat time. Just as different hospitals set up their ward pharmacy services differently, the role of a virtual ward pharmacist will be different in different places as well. So what we're about to cover may not be absolutely true for every virtual ward pharmacist in every virtual ward but hopefully it will give you a flavour of the why and how they do what they do. And whilst we'll try for generalities, sometimes if you focus on just the general, you lose all of the interesting stuff. So for the specific stuff that we're going to share, when we need to share it, 
It's from a virtual ward looking after elderly patients who've been admitted to the virtual ward after discharge from hospital. So the things to focus on are what we do in hospital as well. Medicines reconciliation, medicines optimization, and making sure that patients have all the information they need to manage their medicines successfully. Now, not all patients will need everything that pharmacy can provide. So pharmacy's input is often targeted for patients who have specific needs in specific areas. So a patient may be highlighted to the virtual ward pharmacist that they have a lot of medicines that they're struggling to remember when to take, or that they're having difficulty swallowing their tablets, or it might be one of those obviously very rare occasions where a discharge letter from the secondary care ward isn't that clear and help is needed to work out what the patient should actually be taking. Or there could be patients who could benefit from being given support with particular medicines. So for example, advice on how to manage their warfarin tablets or how to use their new inhalers. So, so far, so wardular. So what's actually different on the virtual ward? Well, as you might imagine, the virtual ward setting changes things a lot. So whilst the activities that are done have the same titles, the way that they're done can be very different. The obvious change is that patients are in their own home environment. Because of this, the information that's available to hand can be much richer, and the patient themselves is often in a much better place to take in and share information. And the virtual ward pharmacist can actually see what's going on, rather than getting second-hand reports. So, for example, Doing a medicine's reconciliation in a patient's home can often be much more comprehensive and accurate compared to in a hospital setting. A patient who in hospital brings in a nice, neat compliance aid to review and looks to be managing their medicines well can at home be actually seen to have a stack of partially used old compliance aids and boxes and bottles around the house, giving you a signal that everything isn't quite as optimal as you might like. The medicine's reconciliation completed in the patient's home can therefore, though it may take longer, provide a more accurate picture of what's going on in reality rather than the sanitised medicines reconciliation that might be done in a hospital setting or at a GP practice. The other thing about talking to patients in their own home about their medicines is that because of where they are on their health journey, information is more likely to be received and retained. During a hospital stay where loads of things are happening to them and they are acutely unwell, The mental task load that most patients are under means that information is really difficult to retain and fit into their personal knowledge frameworks. And at the point of discharge, patients just want to go home and will often agree to things that they don't really want to and confirm understanding that they don't really have, just to get out. If you know that if you say you understand how to give your own tins in and you'll go home now, but if you say you don't, you'll get another 20 minutes waiting, The temptation is to say that you do understand, even if you don't, and hope to figure it out later. You squirt it in your mouth, right? But once patients are in their own home and have been given the space to think about what it is that they want and need to know, rather than what we as healthcare professionals think they should know, more useful, more patient-led discussions are easier to have. So that's pretty much it. A virtual ward pharmacist does pretty much what a physical ward pharmacist does, but in the patient's home. The aim is to have meaningful conversations with patients in their own homes and so hopefully increase the benefits that they get from their medicines and help them to manage them well wherever they live. It has some practical difficulties as the patients aren't all corralled together for the convenience of staff, but because the patients are in their own homes, the information shared both from and to the pharmacist will hopefully be more relevant and so therefore be more effective in improving things. If you get a chance to go and see what they do, 
do go and see. But don't be too disappointed if you don't get to dress up like Geordie Laforge or appear as a hologram like Princess Leia, because it's not that sort of virtual. Thanks, and see you next time.